if you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. We're trying to provide that experience for classrooms to follow along with us to really come hand in hand and join us by exploring these concepts with our players almost live. The Anaheim Ducks are getting ready for one of the coolest virtual field trips around, quite literally. And third to sixth grade classes from all over the world are invited. Since 2005, the Anaheim Ducks Hockey Club have offered their award-winning SCORE curriculum. This is a free program which uses the sport of hockey to teach students principles of science, technology, engineering, and math with a lot of fun and creativity in the presentation. And every year, SCORE presents their first flight field trip, which happens in March. Under normal circumstances, the first flight field trip would welcome literally thousands of students to Anaheim's Honda Center, where they'd spend the morning exploring a science-related theme illustrated by the Ducks hockey team and their exhibitors. 2020's on-site event, themed Light the Lamp, illustrated electrical circuits in the context of lighting the goal lamp. Like many other organizations, the Ducks have been forced to take their events to a virtual format during the pandemic. This year's free first flight field trip happens March 2nd. It's going to be an all-virtual blast. Jason Cooper is the Anaheim Ducks Manager of Fan Development Marketing. Jason, it's been two years since Light the Lamp over at the Honda Center. What has been happening for the Ducks SCORE program in those two years? Well, we like the entire world have been adapting (laughs) is probably the best way to put it. So last year in 2021, our season and the school year that kind of aligns with hockey, we pivoted to digital offerings like most of the world did. And that included the first flight field trip that we presented via Google slide format for schools in March of 2021 last year. The nice thing about that is we weren't restricted by building capacity. So we were able to offer essentially our greatest hits of lessons and activities from past themes and workbooks for roughly 22,000 kids throughout primarily the United States, but we even had a few schools in Canada and I think two or three in France as well. So that was a fun surprise and silver lining that came out of last year's first flight field trip. And what a great program. Now you're lining up to have your 2022 first flight virtual field trip. What's this one going to be like? Well, we were really hopeful, like the world was, to return to somewhat of a normal event, but we had to abandon that in December for the virtual offering this year. Again, looking optimistically at everything we've had to do to pivot and adapt, we see it as a really great opportunity to showcase some of our, what we call second screen experiences here, utilizing tools that we have for presentation of Ducks games and using these platforms to present the first flight field trip. So what we're going to do for the March 2nd event is present the field trip in a virtual format and essentially be kind of a live show integrating videos, all sorts of multimedia, including live polling, quizzes, interactive components through our Flying V experience, which we utilize during our Ducks broadcast, but we'll use it to present the science of hockey this year. So you'll see 
guest appearances from Duck staff and players to review the workbook that students are going to get here in about two weeks. And then some reviews of those fun exhibits and lessons they'll find in that book as well, all with that hockey twist. So the other portion, and I kind of skipped ahead a little bit, is the the workbook that we, again, last year moved to a digital online format. And this year, we've committed to providing a physical workbook as well as a complimentary activity kit for that workbook. So we're actually getting ready. We're putting together some boxes beginning this week and next week, and we're looking to ship those out February 7th for every school that has registered to this point. There'll be some instructions in that shipment, how to log on on March 2nd. And the idea would be to utilize a hybrid version of materials and the digital offerings to present the field trip later in March. And while everybody's welcome to log in on March 2nd without a deadline, there is a deadline for requesting these free materials for students, January 31st. We want to make sure we have enough lead time and those schools have enough time to, and classrooms have enough time to review the materials prior to the actual presentation. Worst case scenario, if you're unable to register in time to receive the actual physical materials, you're more than welcome to tune in on March 2nd. That link will be available through our website, www.duckscore.com forward slash first flight, and you'll find the resources and the access link for the March 2nd event. Duckscore.com forward slash first flight. Let's tempt people. We get the <laughs> We're, let's say, a classroom of somewhere between grades three and six, fourth grade classroom. What do we see in the kit? What are we going to experience on March 2nd? So one of the my favorite events and one of my favorite themes is the exploration of the ice and specifically the science behind creating the sheet of ice at Honda Center. It's a magical thing when you think about it, bringing the game of ice hockey indoors and specifically to what we call non-traditional hot weather markets like Anaheim. And there's a lot of engineering that goes into it. And so we'll go really from the basics of states of matter all the way to elements of thermodynamics and heat transfer and all the things it takes to create that sheet of ice here at Honda Center for us to play ice hockey on. So we'll do that in a really interesting ways from, you know, simply making ice in our freezers and what ice clarity means for its strength and its durability and its use in play all the way to making ice cream as a way to discuss the opportunities for heat transfer and everyday activities or items that we eat in our normal typical lives. So there's a really great opportunity to present the concepts of ice and heat transfer and thermodynamics are really fun, interactive, engaging experiences. For myself, I'm a big ice cream eater, so I'm really looking forward to making ice cream with the kids. I'm sure the kids will enjoy that as well. What does ice clarity mean for the strength of the ice? So when we look at ice, we want our ice to be clear. And and one of the things that clarity tells us is that when we trap air in ice, it tends to be foggier, less clear. And when we have air, it's not as solid as it can be. And so ice tends to be, if you want to use a hockey term, softer, it chips easier. So ice clarity is really essential to the sheet of ice here at Honda Center or even ones in ponds all throughout North America where you can skate. So it's really essential when you think about for use of skating, but if you want to test strength or understand how safe ice is to be on, is to understand that clarity has a direct correlation to good ice or bad ice. And these are easily tested with your home freezer. You can do slow freezes with water, adding layer by layer and increasing its clarity, or you can dump a bunch of 
circulated water into a cup and see how fast you can freeze it. And you can tell the difference between how long it takes to melt and really just visual cues like the way it looks on top of a piece of paper with a logo on it. So if I understand you correctly, clearer ice would be safer for skating because it's stronger and the not so clear ice would be the softer ice? Very simply put, yes. (laughs) Very simply put. In fact, that was what I really loved about Light the Lamp was I remember the ducks skating in a circle and saying a circuit is just a circle. Bingo. Very simply put concept that I would not have grasped as an arts person. We talked about creativity before, you and I. What have been some of your favorite ways that people have used their creativity in planning this year's first flight field trip? Well, you know, one of the things I think our current situation has forced us to do or helped us do is to think more creatively. And the way we do this is by creating solutions to problems that we didn't anticipate, like putting on a virtual event from here and distributing it. So what we're trying to do on March 2nd is make the field trip as interactive as possible. That's the best part about coming to Honda Center and visiting the arena is the interactiveness of those exhibits, interacting with our exhibitors, but more specifically our players. So we're trying to provide that experience still for the participants in this event. So one of the really creative things I think we're doing now is figuring a way where we can give either visual cues or video cues for classrooms to follow along with us at home or inside the schools to really come hand in hand and join us by exploring these concepts with our players almost live as they would be. So that comes with the planning, the QR codes that we're including in our workbooks to scan and watch videos that will also be interactive. And then using elements like this second screen experience, this platform that we have access to, to present these concepts in a way that can be experienced in real time, which is what we desperately want to do one day again soon. We want to experience these concepts. We want to experience this amazing event live and in person. And for us, we're going to try to do that the next best way we can on March 2nd. This is an amazing event. I can personally attest to that. What struck me was this is a show. This involves theatrical elements. It involves a lot of imagination. It involves great entertainment and interactivity. How far in advance did you have to get started planning this particular field trip? Right. Well, and you know, and I'm glad there's an appreciation for the scale and scope of it because it's massive. It's something that we really hold in high regard here and want to present the very best of what we have to offer. And we get started on this project generally in July or August prior to the event. So we're planning for a good eight months, nine months ahead of the event to really get community partnerships in place, to get exhibits around, to get supplies produced. Today, we just received our little mini pucks that will be included with our activity kits. And they came all the way from Sherbrooke, Canada. And they're just so neat. And it's such a validation of all the work we've put in for the past few months to really present something that is tangible to the kids and students that are participating in this event and something really worthy of time for the teachers that take our curriculum and bring it into their classrooms. We want to make sure the standards they've set for themselves and their students are met by this event. And we do a great job presenting the concepts in a way that align with not only the state framework, but for what the teachers are trying to achieve inside those classrooms. What's been most rewarding for you as an educator? What's been one of the reactions you've seen of any of the teachers or any of the students to your past first flight field trips, virtual or on site? 
Well, this will age me a little bit, maybe, but one of the most rewarding things have been the community collaborations we've cultivated over the past few years, bringing in pre-service teachers, bringing in CTE students from the high school level, and having them work with us to develop curriculum or present exhibits and lessons for the event. We use some of that consulting on this year's trip, but I will say out of all these, and this is a little bit connected to the relationships with our university partners, our students in schools of education, pre-service teachers, that when we go to meet them to develop curriculum for this event or talk about an exhibit they might present, that they bring their workbook from fourth grade when they were students. And it had such an impact on them, maybe you know, 10, 12, 15 years ago, that it set them on a path to teaching themselves or a love of STEM and STEM education. So for me, that's been so fulfilling is to see kids who participated in the event as children come alongside us as partners to inspire that next generation. Now that you've given me goosebumps, that is incredible to be able to say that. How can, Absolutely. How can people best support you in what you're doing? Well, we want to be a representation of our community. So if you're an organization that's passionate about STEM education, if you are passionate about embedding and providing access to education of all sorts, we want to partner with you. We want you to come alongside us. We want you to be involved. We do these through official channels, like I mentioned, university partners, but we also take community volunteers that are just interested in giving back to their communities, to making the educational landscape for wherever they live that much better. So that might be being an advocate for this event. That might be telling your your child's teacher or administrator that this is available to them free of charge. We want you to talk about the first flight field trip at the very least, you know, tell people about it. That's our best way of spreading the word is by word of mouth. But we also want you, if you have the ability and you have the passion, we want you to help us by volunteering. This year, it's much different. We want you to think about us in 2023, 2024, because we'd love to have you help present or be an exhibitor or be an extra set of hands to work alongside us to present these concepts here at Honda Center. Extra sets of hands, please apply where? Duckscore.com? <laughs> Absolutely. And there's a contact link there and they'll come to one of our staff here and, and we'll be happy to get back to you. Let's look ahead just a little bit. I don't know if you can tell me this yet, but I'm going to ask it. 2023, if we were going to tease 2023, what might people see when they come to Honda Center? Well, we're going to see a physically a different Honda Center. We're about to begin a journey of upgrading our facilities here, which you think is going to make the on-site presentation of our field trip that much better. And next year's theme, we'll come back to another favorite of mine, which is the science of energy. So we'll discuss energy transfer, kinetic energy, potential energy, and the way we'll utilize that within hockey is by discussing the slap shot. And it's a great way for us to explore the connections of energy, elastic potential energy, gravitational potential energy, kinetic energy, that moving energy. And ultimately, what we'll try to do again is we'll, it will culminate in a final big presentation on ice at Honda Center where we'll try to create a Rube Goldberg machine that will stretch down the length of the ice. I love that. I have got to be on site to see this. I forgot to ask you about Wild Wing. Is he going to be a part of your 2022 virtual field trip? 
there would not be a field trip without him. So there's, I don't think he'd let us leave him out. So yes, I believe you will see Wildwing along with his antics throughout the presentation on the second, if not before. All I could think watching him was, why didn't they teach science this way when I was back in school? That was just (laughs) such a blast. Once the second is over, volunteers are getting a hold of you and saying, hey, Jason, I want to be a part of this. But what else are the Ducks going to be doing in their school program that teachers might like to know or homeschooling parents or just about anyone? Yeah, so we are about halfway through the school year and the hockey season. So we're getting ready to look forward to 2022-2023. Our programs from the First Flight Field Trip to our Reading is a Goal program, Captain's Challenge, our fitness program, and our street hockey programs generally all open up for program application and reservation generally in the summer months. So you'll hear if you're already pre-registered and are on our mail list, you'll receive communications about programs opening up generally in the beginning of August. If you have interest in next year's offerings, I would recommend, again, going to duckscore.com and looking through the programs that we offer and then sending us a quick inquiry or email about which ones you'd like to be included in, in terms of communication about next year's offerings. You did warn me when we talked before that First Plate Field Trip sells out really quickly when it's on site. I don't think it'll be a problem this year, but on site? It goes quick. It goes quick. How early should people get a hold of you to be on the list for First Flight Field Trip 2023? We're pretty good about it. So, you know, intermittently throughout the weeks, we'll check our email address and update our newsletter. The newsletter is one of the best ways to stay in contact with everything that we offer. We try to put out a newsletter at least monthly, if not bi-monthly, to talk about everything we're doing in SCORE. It's a great way to stay in touch, especially if you're not an educator and maybe you're just an interested parent ducksscore.com and you can navigate to our newsletter tab. That's a great way to find out everything we're doing. And then some additional things we're connected with as well. We're promoting our Lunar New Year game this past week and some of the things we're doing to stay involved with the community, in particular, the Tet Festival coming up here in a couple of weeks and how we collaborate with community partners outside of education to make sure we're a good neighbor and we're a good partner within our community. And you can find out all about that through our newsletter. Tell me about your work with the Tet Festival, please. So this year, for the first time, we celebrated the Lunar New Year at Honda Center during a game. This happened this past Friday. And one of our great partners was the UVSA, which is the United Vietnamese Student Association, who puts on the Tet Festival every year at OC Fair and Events Center. And what they did, they brought lion dancers, they brought their staff, drum corps, and they participated in that game as we celebrated Lunar New Year here at Honda Center. In turn, our staff will be at the Tet Festival on February 5th and 6th to celebrate alongside the Vietnamese community within Orange County, the greater Vietnamese. There's a lot more than just our neighbors there at Westminster Garden Grove, Fountain Valley, but to celebrate the Tet alongside them, which is the largest Tet celebration, I believe, in North America. So we're really excited about being there here in two weekends. How exciting and how much fun is this? That was what also struck me about SCORE in general is people are having fun. People are having a really good time learning electricity, learning about pucks and how they move, learning about energy next year, and of course this year about ice and any favorite flavors of ice cream you're going to be making? You know, vanilla is a classic flavor. I always try to sneak some. I myself am a mint chocolate guy, so I've dabbled in a couple different recipes there. We'll see what our players end up choosing on March 2nd. And Jason brought up an important consideration. I think you had to put in a request for your favorite ice cream flavor. 
okay, well, all right. I happen to like mint chip as well, but since you've already said that, let's go with, oh, fudge ripple. Okay, well, we'll see what we can do. Again, duckscore.com forward slash first flight for more information about the first flight field trip. Jason, what would you say that having to pivot taught you and the Anaheim Ducks in the SCORE program about innovation, creativity, and making a difference in these past two years? You know, I think we learned a lot of the same lessons that classroom educators did this past couple of years is that curriculum is adaptable. We can be flexible. And in order for us to serve the needs of the students and children in our community, we need to do just that. We need to figure out ways to meet them where they're at given the circumstances they're in. And so we feel really confident moving forward that we have channels to do so. We have now have a fully formed digital offering for the Captain's Challenge. Reading is a goal, first flight to some extent. And where we can meet them on site here at Honda Center or at their campus, we can show up physically as well. So for us, that was a maybe a it took that nudge to have to do that, but we're really appreciative of the opportunity to adapt, and we're really proud of the work we ever produced to meet that challenge. Jason, thank you for your time today. Absolutely. It was a pleasure talking with you. You and I have been listening to Jason Cooper, Manager of Fan Development Marketing for the Anaheim Ducks. If you're listening to us prior to February 1st, and you know a third to sixth grade teacher or a homeschooling parent who'd like to receive the free kits and workbooks Jason mentioned, the deadline to register for these resources is Monday, January 31st. The registration link, duckscore.com forward slash first flight. But life happens quickly, and if you didn't get a chance to register for the free resources, your students are still welcome at the first flight virtual field trip themed Cool as Ice on March 2nd. As Jason mentioned, go to duckscore.com forward slash first flight for information on how to register. Also, while you're on the Ducks website, check out the additional free educational programs Jason mentioned. If you go to DucksScore.com, you'll see the Captain's Challenge and Reading is the Goal included among those. Both programs are scheduled to restart this summer. And finally, if you'd like to be involved with the Anaheim Ducks 2023 or 2024 field trip as a volunteer or an exhibitor, you'll find their contact information on the website. That is, once again, DucksScore.com. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X. And you can contact us at twomavericks at gmail.com. The music you're hearing is royalty-free production music provided by Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day.